98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. 4 o'clock reset. Oh, at 4 o'clock here on the Burns and Gambo show on 98.7 FM, Arizona sports station. We like to hit the reset button, start the show over, get you caught up on the latest going on in sports and our reaction to the latest going on in sports, starting with... The Arizona Cardinals injury, final injury report came out today. Andre Smith, according to Steve Wilkes, is out for the Bears game. Right now, uh, Andre's going to be out. He's going to be out for the game, yes. He, he did. He practiced yesterday, and uh, after practice, he didn't quite feel uh, the same. You know, going through it, he didn't really have the strength that uh, he anticipated that he was going to have. So, again, we just want to make sure that, you know, we put the best guys out there that's going to be able to help us. John Wetzel's going to get the start. He's going to draw the primary assignment of trying to stop Khalil Mack. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's your reaction. Good luck. Good for you. Good, Good luck. for you, Johnny. Good luck. Hey, Go get him, Wetz. Good has, for you. Has he not graded out as the highest uh, graded offensive lineman on the team so far? He has indeed. He has. All as right. a matter of fact. He's up to the task. He has been their best. He's off. up he's, to the task. He's given up one pressure so far on 70 blocking snaps this season per pro football focus. There you focus. go. There you go. He's ready. He's the guy. Uh, meanwhile, Olsen Pierre is also out for the Bears. Everybody else, including Marcus Golden and Jermaine Gresham, are questionable. Olsen Pierre, he's out as well. And everybody else is, um, you know, limited, still questionable. And uh, game day de- decision. Okay, game day decision for Golden, for Gresham. Uh, Fitzgerald technically is listed as questionable, though Coach Wilkes said earlier in the week he fully expects Fitzgerald to play. Well, what I like about Gresham and Golden is just honestly just how tough those guys are. Because um, they are hard-nosed, tough, physical football players. They'll add an element that's been missing for the team over the last two weeks if they come back. The Cardinals-Bears game Sunday. You'll hear it here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. I'll be there. So will I. Be there. Sitting next to each other. Yeah. Like we are right now. Yeah. We'll see if Sam Bradford can complete a pass further than the distance between you and I in the press box. If he doesn't, we'll save a seat from him in the press box. (laughs) He can come join us. I'll have a seat ready for Sam. Hey, is everybody sitting here? Yeah, I'm saving this for Bradford. (laughs) Halftime, he's coming up here with me. The Arizona Diamondbacks getting ready to take on the Rockies tonight. The lineup is out for the D-backs, and it is back to normal for Torrey Lovello. None of the craziness that we saw a couple of nights ago. Goldie is back at first. Peralta is back in left. Escobar is back at third. A.J. Pollock is back in center. Back to normal for Torrey as they go into tonight's game with an elimination number of four on yeah, the season. Don't take this the wrong way, but, like, um, go Rockies. You know who the Dodgers have these next three days? The Padres. They got the Padres. Have fun with that. I'm telling you, I I just have a, I got a bad feeling about the fact that the Dodgers are going to clinch here in Arizona. I do, too. So the Dodgers right now are two up on the Rockies. If on when – when's the Dodgers series start here? What day? Monday, I believe. So Monday, Tuesday. If on Wednesday the Dodgers are four up on the Rockies, they'll have clinched. Yeah. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, I'm going full Han Solo on this. I do. I have a bad feeling about this. I have a bad feeling about what's going to happen, and, and I hope – I hope, hope, hope it doesn't happen. The Phoenix Suns have signed the guard they received in the trade with the Houston Rockets, DeAnthony Melton, the rookie out of USC, who oddly enough had yet to sign his rookie contract. Second round pick, got a guaranteed two-year, $2.3 million deal. And there are reports uh, that the Phoenix Suns contacted the Minnesota Timberwolves, not about Jimmy Butler, but about their backup point guard, Tyus Jones. 
Yeah, I mean, he's the third string point guard on that team. He was a first round pick out of Duke. He won a national championship. He doesn't bring a lot of size. I mean, I mean, he's better than what they have because he's got three years of experience as a backup. Um, and you, they got to get somebody, and there's just not a lot of options out there. So I would I would hate to give up a first for him, but we'll see. They've got to do something. They've got uh, camp starts on Tuesday. Yeah, Got to get a point guard in here. Baker Mayfield, 17 of 23, 201 yards, led the Browns on four scoring drives, came back from a 14-0 deficit. Still not enough last night for Hugh Jackson to call him the starter for next week. Obviously, I like to watch the tape. Obviously, Baker did some great things. I mean, again, we don't play until next Sunday. We got some days. Let's not get into those debates tonight. You know, obviously. And I'm just going to stop you right there, Hugh, because there's really no debate to have, right? Hugh, shut up. Hugh, just Just, stop. Shut up. Just just stop, Hugh. Yeah. Can you imagine the outcry if they didn't go to Baker Mayfield against Oakland? Goodness. I've decided I'm going to go back to Tyrod Taylor. You know. Because I'm, yeah, you're fired. <laughs> you're shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. We've had enough. Shut, shut for here. one second. Shut, 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 your, please, shut your mouth. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. I'm sorry. What did you're you just say? You're just coming say? off stupid. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, so, Tyrod Taylor so far this year is completing 48.8% of his passes, and he's been sacked 13 times. There's nothing to think about. There's no debate to have. If you want to buy yourself time to have the conversation with Tyrod Taylor, that's what he's doing. Go ahead. That's what he's doing. Buy yourself some time to have the conversation. But you don't with even Tyrod. need to. If I'm Tyrod Taylor, I'm like, hey, start him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you want to win? Start him. But our, that's good. That's a good slogan. That's the good. That's the slogan in Cleveland. You want to win? Start, start him. him. Yeah, I can see that on a T-shirt in <laughs> Cleveland right now. Top story of the day, though. Steve Kime this morning on the Doug and Wolf Show. The Cardinals general manager making his weekly visit every Friday with the guys in the morning. The boys. And, and he said, look, if, if Rosen is called upon, I have no doubt he'll be ready to go. Well, I mean, I think that's the, you know, the popular question amongst every water cooler is, is when does the backup quarterback play, particularly a, a top 10 pick in the first round and a guy that, you know, we feel strongly has a bright future. I mean, we saw last night with the, the job that Baker Mayfield did and, and the way he energized uh, that city. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough question. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, the, when the time is right. I know Josh will have his opportunity and I think he'll play well. At the same time, you never know how a guy's going to be affected. There have been guys in the past who've played too early and it's crippled their career. You said earlier that if you were to bet a mortgage payment on whether we see Josh Rosen this weekend, that you would bet that we do see Josh Rosen at some point. Yeah, especially if they struggle. There's no doubt that if they struggle, they're ready. I think internally they're ready. I think the decision's been made. If this offense is not moving the ball, I think they're going to Rosen. I think everybody wants to see it, from Michael Bidwell to Steve Kime down to Steve Wilkes. If they cannot get it in, Mike McCoy, if they cannot get any traction going with this offense, they've got to get a spark going. They, can, they, they do not want to be booed out of their own building. That's an embarrassment to them. They do not want that. Yep, it's one of those things. When the time is right, I know Josh will have his opportunity, and I think he'll play well, quote-unquote Steve Kime this morning. Uh, look, do they need this spark? That's something else Steve Kime was asked this morning. Do, do they need the rookie from UCLA to come in and spark the team? I don't think it's a secret that it needs something. Uh, but more than anything, like I said earlier, it needs some balance. It needs to be able to run the football effectively. Uh, we need to protect better. We need to run crisper routes. We need to get more separation. Uh, there's a number of things that go into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, quite frankly, a lot of guys need to play better. Um, I know they're being put into the right positions and positions to succeed. 
but as we know, when you're running a new offense, a new defense, sometimes there is a transition, and guys have to feel comfortable to play fast. Again, that's not an excuse. It's just the facts, and uh, I think with time, we'll continue to grow and get better under both these schemes. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I hope Sam Bradford plays well enough this weekend that they don't have to consider going to Josh Rosen. Based on what they, based on what Steve is saying, I mean, it just, I just go back to the preseason. Then, then why with, with new schemes and trying to get guys, why not play your guys in the preseason? Like if you play that, you, you got the ability to play that cut again. I do. I right, play this again. I don't think it's a secret that it needs something. Uh, but more than anything, like I said earlier, it needs some balance. It needs to be able to run the football effectively. Uh, we need to protect better. We need to run crisper routes. We need to get more separation. Uh, there's a number of things that go into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, quite frankly, a lot of guys need to play better. Um, I know they're being put into the right positions and positions to succeed. But as we know, when you're running a new offense, a new defense, sometimes there is a transition. And guys have to feel comfortable to play fast. Again, that's not an excuse. It's just the facts. And uh, I think with time, we'll continue to grow and get better under both these schemes. So running a new offense, running a new defense, time for transition. I I almost would have liked that to have been the preseason. Yeah. Like there should have been more emphasis Mm -hmm. on that transition to the new offense and the new defense and the new schemes in the preseason. Not now. In the preseason. But everybody wants to get everybody, you know, you want to get guys through healthy. So you're afraid. So now you now now we're going to learn in weeks one, two, and three when they could have worked in the – now maybe you suffer a bad injury and, and you regret it, but it would have been a lot easier to go through this in the preseason. There's no doubt about it. I think it's an excellent point. I agree with you 100%. I don't think there's any debate about it. If Bradford struggles in the first half to the way he struggled the first two games, there's no question in my mind that we'll see Josh Rosen in the second half. I hope it doesn't come to that. I really do. Uh, I'm, with, liked, I'm with you. I'd like to see Bradford play well enough that we don't have to consider that because I just want to see him and them play better. But if it comes to that, I have no hesitation. Make the switch. Do it at halftime. Absolutely. Do it before halftime if you have to. Yeah, this this, this can't. This trend, this trend can't, can't continue. No, it This can't. cannot continue. We've all been left shell-shocked by the last month of the season, but the numbers show just how stunning this collapse has been by the Arizona Diamondbacks. We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo Show here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. We are not in the auction community studios today, and instead we are at Albertsons, 83rd Avenue and Deer Valley in Peoria. Man, so many nice, nice people coming up and saying hi to us out here in Peoria. 83rd the West, Avenue. Because we don't get out to the West Valley very much. So you when we what? get out here, we, we get we get a lot of people coming by to say hello. Everybody everybody says that. Yeah, but then, then when we go able, to the East Valley, three. people yeah. are like, but you never come out to the East Valley anymore. Yeah. And you never come out to this part of the valley. And we're, we're trying. We've we're actually been out to the west side three times now in the last couple of weeks. Three times in the last, yeah, like week yeah. and a half, right? That's right. We've, but we've been out on the west side a lot. So we appreciate everyone stopping by to say hi. We're here for the Score Great Deals program. Safeway and Albertsons are doing with the Arizona Cardinals by $15 worth of participating items. You get an entry code at checkout. You'll see the participating items throughout the store. They're they're labeled. Um, and you go to scoregreatdeals.com. You enter the code that you get when you check out, and you can win all 
all sorts of cool stuff. Big tailgate party at State Farm Stadium. And then from there, you could win a 2019 Ford Mustang, courtesy of our Arizona Ford dealers. $10,000 trip to Hawaii, groceries for a year. The participating partners, Coca-Cola, Budweiser, Frito-Lake, Gatorade, Four Peaks. And, uh, Mac, this is at any Safeway, any Albertsons. You can come out here and join us. Yeah, they have the Four Peaks Golden Lager at all Safeway and You're Albertsons. You're really that lager today. Lager! Like that. 12 packs of all your favorite Four Peaks beer on sale this week, fourteen ninety nine at Safeway and Albertsons. Tori Lovello on Wednesday said the last month has been the toughest of his career so far. Um, yeah, no, this is this since May, or I'm sorry, since uh, September 1st, easily probably the most frustrating part of my job that I've ever had to walk through, no doubt. So it's difficult. He's trying to fight through it. He was even asked the other day if he second-guesses himself at this point. I don't like to, but I can't help but think of some of the decisions that I made. I think that's just human nature. Um, I, I follow a process and, and a strategy with a lot of things that I do, um, and I believe in that. And a lot of times it works, but you know, I probably went 10, 12 days where every decision I made backed up on me and uh, backed up on this team. So, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at that a few, few different ways. Um, but what it's helping me do is learn and grow and not make the same mistake again. And um, I think that's what, where, where you can draw from, from good experiences because when it burns you and, and it hurts, you remember and, and you learn quickly. He didn't have a good year this year. Had people tell me he needs to be fired. Doesn't need to be fired. I mean, come on. I mean, Stop. He, he, he didn't have a good year as a manager. Um, he probably it's like a C minus. Didn't have a good year. I mean, did did not properly use the bullpen. Uh, did not properly use the bench. Rested guys probably when he shouldn't have. And I just think that they, you know just a lot of decisions didn't work. Doesn't mean he's not a good manager. Guy did a good job for the Diamondbacks. You know, last year he was fantastic. He had a, he did a great job. This year, he, you know, overall, I do not think he did a good job this year as managing his baseball team. You don't fire the guy. I mean, he, he's going to come back next year. He's going to be the manager, and they gotta, they'll got have a different team. It'll be a much different team. Yeah. Corbin may not be here. Pollock may not be here. We went through the list of free agents earlier. This, this Jeff Mathis is a free agent. Oh, this organization's yeah. facing some big, big, big decisions this offseason. I, I don't mean bring Tory Lovello back big because you know they're going to bring him back. Yeah, That's he's not coming back. Of course he's coming uh, back. Paul Goldschmidt decisions, Zach Granke decisions, uh, A.J. Pollock decisions, future of the organization decisions. Uh, I mean, the, the it's it's kind of – I always like to, you know, you know love the movies, the, the scene at the end of Castaway where Tom Hanks is standing there, right, in the, in the crossroads. The crossroads, which yep. way? Which way do I go? Do I, I, and that is he just delivered the FedEx package, right? Yeah, that's right. right? And, and, he, and he, do I go back and hang out with the the, the welder chick whose package you know got me through all those months I was stranded on that island? Do I go this way? Do I go that way? That's the Arizona Diamondbacks this year. Mike Hazen is Tom Hanks on Castaway, standing in the middle of the road. He's got to figure out which direction to go because you could go in a bunch of different directions if you wanted to. You got to find out what does Goldschmidt want on a contract extension, and do you think he's worth it, and can you afford it? And if one, you don't think he's worth it, or two, you can't afford it, well, then you've got to trade him. Yeah. And you've got I don't, to, dis- you got I don't to, you, disagree you, with that. You've got, to, you've got to open up this and try to get something for him rather than nothing. Because either this year or next, you're going to be plunged into a very deep rebuilding process, and I don't know if it's worth it to pay Paul Goldschmidt to be around for that, especially at the market value of what he's going to want to get after being so underpaid the last few years. Yeah. Uh, he's going to, uh, he, and you can't blame him for wanting market value. He's been very underpaid the last few years. But he's also not young. Paul Goldschmidt. True, that's he's, true too. He's not young, so 
if you give him a five five year contract, I mean, do you want to pay the guy up until he's like thirty seven years old? You got to start thinking about these things. Great decisions. Gracie on Doug and Wolf yesterday talking about those Dodger losses and how they broke the Diamondbacks' hearts. These players say all the right things. You know, oh well, you know, uh, we we played well and and we'll just we got to shake this off and come back tomorrow. It's not that stinking easy, guys. No. It's just not. We're human beings. We, you know, losses sting, um, especially losses like that. You know, if you if you get beat by four, five, six runs, okay, that that's a little easier to dust off and say, right. all right, you know. But when you lose in the fashion that they lost there, the first couple of weeks of September, and you know, to team, you know, to teams like the you know, the the Matt the Matt Kemp games, yes. and then the the DJ LeMayhew, and and it, it, those are just. Oh God! You you want to throw up and yeah. and and continue to throw up. The athletic website Gambo looked at the five games in which the Diamondbacks' percentage of making the playoffs took the biggest hit. None of the five were either of the Matt Kemp games. No, and they did it, and it was a very very interesting article because they did it based on percentages and just to give you an example the Diamondbacks on a, a month ago on August 22nd still had a 65% chance of making the playoffs on August 22nd that is 65% chance of making the playoffs on August 22nd now it's down to 0.2 or 3 whatever it is I mean it's not they're not going to make the playoffs we know it's down almost zero um, so in a month they went from 65% down to nothing yeah. in, a, in a month they looked at the five games that had the biggest description in percentages. Right. Biggest which drop is, in percentage, yeah. Right. Like, if you ask me the five most devastating games for the Diamondbacks, I don't have any of the games they listed. But they listed, like, they got a Reds game on there. For, sure. You know, to me, the five biggest games, and I think the number one, and just in order, I mean, the first day that Matt Kemp beat Archie Bradley with the home run, devastating. Just devastating. Next night, Matt Kemp beats Archie Bradley with a double off the wall, two-run score. Devastating. Day after that, they come home um, beaten, wounded, but here comes the pathetic Padres, and they laid the biggest egg of all time. They laid such a they uh, such an egg. You know the one on Willy Wonka that goes through the bad machine? That was the egg that they laid against San Diego. <laughs> then I think the two games in Atlanta, the one game in which – Boxberger failed. Hirano comes in, throws a wild pitch. Against Atlanta, not here. Uh, here against, against the, Atlanta. Here against yeah, Atlanta. Not in Atlanta, but here. Okay. No, here against Atlanta. They had two games they lost in extra innings against Atlanta. One was on Nick Ahmed getting thrown out at the plate by 10 feet. I have no idea why uh, Paris Chica sent him. I still don't. Swanson had the ball before Ahmed hit third base. And they sent him, and they lost devastating loss in extra innings. And the other one was Hirano. Throws a wild pitch. And the Braves win it in extra innings. Those five games, to me, are the biggest, most devastating games for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Diamondbacks released their lineup for tonight's game against the Rockies. Back to normal, not the the craziness we saw a couple uh, no nights Vargas, ago. No, no Walker? No Vargas, no Kivlahan. Oh, just, too bad. I really like saying Kivlahan's name, too. You do like too. saying I really that. get a kick out of that. Kivlahan. I don't know why. I just did to... Now batting. Patrick Kivlahan. Join Kevin McCabe and AZ Preps Live tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Chick-fil-A on Rittenhouse in Queen Creek. You'll have the chance to win free Chick-fil-A for a year. D-backs and ASU tickets and more. Visit the events page at ArizonaSports.com for details on the Chick-fil-A High School Football Roadshow Series. So much of the attention has been on the quarterback, but is the key to jump-starting this Cardinals offense somebody else entirely? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show.
A little bit of a melancholy day for us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Melancholy. Melancholy. A little sad. Oh, oh would Andy the G leaving? Andy the G is leaving. Today's his final day. He's done a good job for this us. This is his He has done a really good job. Final updates or final look at our Twitter poll question of the day during his time here at 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. So with great sadness, we hit the little update sounder. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. We've liked having Andy around. We really have. Oh, I've we've, liked we've, being here. We've liked having you around, Andy. We really have. It's been nice to be here. Yeah, so. Ever since the morning show stole Maloney from us. <laughs> wow. I'm teasing. Bitter much, Gambo? Bitter beer face over no, there? No, it was good to get Andy. He did a good job for Bitter us. Bitter beer face. Andy, uh, you've got a couple of poll questions for yeah. us on your last day. What do you have? This one, uh, the audience didn't like it because it was missing a key choice, but the point was to leave that out. What would you rather see this weekend from the Cardinals? Either a close loss, but Bradford's great, or a bad loss, which would mean you're closer to Rosen. 55% say the close loss, 45 the bad loss. I'm going to guess the audience is a little upset. Oh, why can't I choose win? We can't choose win? Bad poll. Wow. What the hell was that? Uh, you know what? That, that's, that's me making fun of the audience okay, on my last oh, You're here. using that voice? I can see why you're not going to the, the radio thing. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Andy. Uh, well, no, but that wasn't the whole The whole point of the question wasn't about whether they win. It's about uh, whether you are so desperate to see Rosen that you would want them to lose badly this weekend, which if they do, you're going to see Rosen. Of course, uh, we want the Cardinals to win. Yeah, we want them to win. I even got a look yeah, because I got a lunch bet with Bernsey on the <laughs> Cardinals winning. I took the Cardinals to win. Yeah, you did. I did. You did. What's the second poll question, Andy? Well, in honor of my last day, a poll question about how much everybody dislikes Seattle sports. Because you're, you're a Seattle guy. Yes. yes uh, wearing my Seahawks hat now, everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, I would rather see 51% say the Cardinals beat the Seahawks next week. 49% say the Devils beat UW this week. Interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, both of those poll questions can be found on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page, at Burns and Gambo. I'd rather see ASU win. I would say the Seattle. I'd rather ASU win. I, I have a feeling that, that Seattle's a 6-10 and 10 team and the Cardinals are a 4-12 and 12 team this year. You know, I, I just don't know if that is going to have as much luster as it usually does. Speaking of the Cardinals, David Johnson. Uh, Steve Wilkes today talking about David Johnson. Can he single-handedly improve the offense? I 100% agree with (laughs) what he's saying. Uh, You know, I love having the ball in my hand. I love being out in space and uh, being utilized that way. Um, Just having the opportunity to make plays in many different ways. Because Steve Wilkes was asked about it today and said, yeah, I mean, can can David Johnson single-handedly improve our offense? You better believe he can. I think he can. And we've seen that. you know, in previous times with him being able to do certain things. And I keep saying it, but it's true. This league is all about matchups. And uh, we've got to be able to find that particular matchup on each play. And uh, most importantly, we've got to make sure that we execute. I mean, look, we all know that watching Bradford and how he does is going to be the thing that most Cardinal fans are doing this weekend. I'm really going to be watching to see David Johnson and just how they use him this weekend. How often is he split out wide? Was he two, in the last th- two each in the last two games, right? Yes. Two times split out wide. And then, do you remember what the average was two years ago with Bruce Arians? Was it more like a 11? Uh, I've got it right here. Um, like in 2016, he averaged 
11 snaps per game lined up in the slot or out wide. He has lined up as a wide receiver only four times in two games that so far this year. Vitamin D or whatever that memory thing is that I'm taking. Impressive. In. Yeah, that that's working. So 11, yeah. Just shake right it. There, yeah, there you There's go. a pillbox right there. Uh-huh. Keep my, yeah, I'm like, uh, keep the heart going. Impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, a, it, big difference. 11 times out wide, too. And even more of a difference because the other wide receivers that you have aren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So the other wide receivers you have are doing nothing. So, I mean, so he should line up even more than 11 times out wide. Listen, he's a dynamic weapon. you got to get him the ball. you got to get him his touches. But you have to use him. I mean, he's a great football player. He's not showing it. I mean, every, you know, fantasy, oh, fantasy busts, David Johnson. Through the, yeah, but they're not using him the right way. And makes you think. Two things. One, did they not even go back and look at what made David Johnson special two years ago? Did Mike McCoy not look at all? You should have looked at every single game and said, "How can I utilize him?" Or is it just stubbornness? Like I don't want to. I don't want to run the same offense that Bruce Arians ran. I'm going to run a different offense. I don't want to have him out wide. Like is part of it stubborn, or is it part of it like not knowing? I mean, I just don't. I, I don't understand. Like, hey, this works until somebody stops that. Well, then, Keep doing that. Right, right. I mean, what is wrong with taking something that worked two years ago when David Johnson was healthy and saying, yeah, we're going to go right back to that? The stubbornness thing is really interesting because, man, I, I I would hope. I mean, I, I know how life works. You do, too. I mean, sometimes you get a new boss. New boss comes in and wants to do things his way, right? Wants to do or her way. Wants to do things in a way, well, you know what? I'm going to come in and this worked for me and this worked for me and that worked for me. So we're going to do it this way when I get here. Sometimes there's nothing wrong at all with stepping into a job and saying everything worked pretty well when it came to that. Let's keep doing it that way. Even though it's not the way I would choose to do it, let's keep doing it the way that's been working because it's been very successful. I'm really not sure why they would change the way David Johnson is being used unless it's just stubbornness, ego, you know, sort of, uh, uh, oh, my scheme's better. You just wait and see until how, how we use him. I mean, that that, that is yeah. stubbornness and ego. And I really hope that's not what's going on here with David Johnson. I really hope it's not. You could even almost buy it if Chad Williams, Chad Williams was on a, on, on an 80-catch pace and Christian Kirk was on a 70-catch pace and Fitz was on a 100-catch pace and then your tight end was on a 60-catch pace and you're just you're like, wow, I don't need David Johnson out wide because my wide receivers, they're so good that I don't need David Johnson out wide. So yeah. I'm just going to – he's going to be my running back. I'm not going to put him – because I'm – but that's not the case. But you understand what I'm saying? Like I if you were exactly getting, yep. if you were getting phenomenal production out of your wide receivers and tight ends, then you make the argument that I don't need David Johnson out wide 11 mm-hmm. times a game. But that's not the case. Nope. So it makes no sense, and I, I don't understand why. I don't. Uh, today it was announced Olson Pierre has been ruled out for the game. The defensive lineman won't play against the Bears. Andre Smith won't play against the Bears. So it's going to be John Wetzel. And and he is going to probably dry, draw the primary assignment against Khalil Mack. Now, before you get upset about that, not you, but if you're out there listening to the show right now, keep in mind, in terms of pro football focus, John Wetzel has been the best graded offensive lineman for the Arizona Cardinals this year. He's given up one pressure so far in 70 drop-back snaps as a pass protector. Some, One, that's it. Somehow I think those numbers are going to change after Sunday. <laughs> you think, I just yeah, have a feeling. You think so? 
You think so? I just have a feeling those numbers aren't going to uh, be. You... I don't think he's going to be graded out as the best offensive lineman on a Cardinals no, at the Sunday's I, game. It's just a hunch. Just, I'm sure. It's just a hunch. It's a good hunch. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a good. Khalil Mack is a beast. Single-handedly. And there are some people who think he's going to get better because he's not even in shape yet. Right. Right? There are some, there are some people saying, oh, man, you just wait. Wait until he's in shape. Like, in shape? What are you talking about in shape? He's got he's got two sacks. He's got forced fumbles. Well, he's got and, pick and, sixes. And, he's and, got fumble recoveries. Wait. And he is – I mean, they lead the league in sacks, and he's a big reason why because of he's freeing up so many other guys, you know, to go make plays. So he has been a major factor for No them. doubt about it. When we come back on this Friday edition of the Burns and Gambo Show, there's going to be important decisions that need to be made this offseason. So who could be back? And who could be moving on from the Arizona Diamondbacks? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo talk Diamondbacks baseball with a D-backs broadcaster. The booth is powered by M-Drive, a Phoenix-based company supporting the home team. So support the home team and visit trymdrive.com today. With the fact you Friday, we have the pleasure of talking with a member of the Diamondbacks broadcast crew as they join us live from Chase Field, where tonight Diamondbacks are taking on the Colorado Rockies. Rumor has it the roof is going to be open tonight. And joining us right now live from Chase Field, our good friend from Fox Sports Arizona, Brandon Webb, joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Webby, is that are they going to open the lid tonight? Are they popping the top tonight? That's the rumor. I actually, you guys broke it to me on the drive. So that, but that's the rumor. It's always nice when the roof's open, though. I like it. It's, yeah, the pitchers like it or hate it. Well. Depends on what kind of pitch you are, I guess. Kurt Schilling hated it, obviously. Schilling, like it closed. Schilling hated it open, <laughs> and then Gonzo would argue that he liked it open because well, then they, they, then he could hit home runs. Exactly. You you had a lot of cachet with the organization. Did you ever go to anybody and demand that the roof be one way or another? No, <laughs> I was a ground ball guy, so I didn't really I didn't really come into play the home runs too much. So, but yeah, no, I like the, I like it with the roof open. I think the atmosphere is is better. So anytime it gets. Under 100 degrees, which I think we may creep into tonight, you know, they try to open it. The lineup changed the other day that helped them uh, win the finale against the Cubs. I think a lot of it was about giving those guys an opportunity. But I also think, and I said this, that a lot of it was, you know, these starters have been going 100 miles an hour all yep. season long. And it was, and finally, when you came to the realization that you weren't going to the playoffs, it was time to just give everybody a mental break because they had been going so hard for so long to try to keep this team in contention. And to me, that was a lot about that, a lot about just, hey, take a step back. You know, let's watch the game, enjoy it. You know, you did everything you could, but almost like a mental break for everybody. You agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think it goes both ways. Obviously, you got these kids up here that they need to get some uh, experience, some at-bats, um, some looks here in the big leagues. I think, um, you know, that was good for them, good experience to, you know, for this year, maybe, but you know, definitely for for next year or when these guys come up, that they're uh, you know they're going to be a little bit more prepared and, and kind of know what to expect. Um, you know, when they do get that call, uh, but also, I mean, these guys have been uh, they've been getting roughed up and they haven't been getting the job done. Let's let's switch it up. Let's try to spark something, get some energy going, and, and it obviously uh, you know something happened there. Is that the kind of thing? I'm sorry, Gambo, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is that the kind of thing that Tory could have gone to again? Were you surprised that he didn't try it again tonight? Tonight? Um, I think he said, and I, I, heard, I heard his interview right after the game, I think it was a planned, you know, 
one-time deal. He could, yeah, he could have dipped back in there, but I, I don't. Obviously, these these uh, veteran guys want to go out there and play. They haven't given up yet. Um, you know, as long until they're the the number is is zero. Uh, you know, these guys are going to go out there and play. So I think it was a one-time thing. Get the get the regulars back in there and, and see what they can do. I think it's unfair to ask you to give me a guess on this, but what is what is Patrick Corbin going through right now, knowing that he is. Just weeks away, you know, free agency, had a good year. Good. He's young. He's a left-handed pitcher. He's could be a hot commodity in the free agent market, could make a lot of money. Well, what's life like for a guy like that right now? Well, yeah, he's, I mean, he's got a couple starts left, two, maybe three. Uh, and, he, and he's had a pretty good year. He's got a chance to, to hit the open market, um, you know, this offseason. So for me, if I, if I was in that situation, you know, I'm just going out there and try to do and try to win every game that I can. For one, it helps my status, helps my stock in the free agent market. It also goes out, you know, you're also doing it for your team, too. And I think, uh, you know, that's probably going through his mind. You don't want right. to, you know, pitch as well as, he's, as he has this year and, and then kind of just laid low for the, you know, last two or three. And, and like I said, that's, that stockpile just goes down a little bit. So I think he, he goes out there and, and, and just does his job. I, I pretty sure he's probably not thinking about uh, free agency at this point that, that's something that usually comes after the season though. Then, then what about um what about a guy like buck holtz who pitched so well yeah. and was so close to the finish line possibility to have a nice contract next year because of how great he pitched here in arizona and then to get yeah. the injury and be done for the season and be shut down yeah tough i mean what a what a godsend that guy was to come over here in may when we had two of our big pitchers down you know Ray in Taiwan coming here and do the job that he did was was amazing, and just just feel real bad for the guy that worked so hard to get back to the big leagues for one, and to do what he did was was amazing, and and to not be able to finish it out just because of an energy or, or injury, it's uh, it's uh, you know a little disheartening for him. You know, I, I'm sure mentally it's tough. I don't know exactly what the in, uh, injury was, but. Um, you know, I I think he can take a lot from this season. Hopefully, it's not too bad, and he can and he can get another uh, you know good shot somewhere. Brandon Webb from Fox Sports Arizona, Cy Young Award winner, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, live from Chase Field. You can hear batting practice going on behind him. I want to ask you a question about, and I understand the season's not over yet, but. We were starting to look ahead a little bit to some of the guys who can be free agents on this team. Gambo asked you about Patrick a moment ago. Mm-hmm. There's one guy on that list that I would really, really, really like to bring back, and for me that's Jeff Mathis. I know he, the, the offense is not there for him, hasn't been there for him. Right. Robbie Ray's ERA when pitching to Jeff Math- Mathis this year is 2.33. It's in the fours for the other guys. Yep. Patrick Corbin's ERA when throwing to Mathis this year is below two. It's above three to the other guys. I think he's an invaluable member to this roster, and I really want to see him back. As a former pitcher, do you see the value in bringing a guy like Mathis back? Oh, no doubt. Burns, I'm right there with you. I mean, offense, and this is how the position's been for a long time. A lot, You know, we kind of got spoiled there with, with Miggy behind the plate being able to swing the bat. But for the most part, a catcher's job is to, you know, work with the pitching staff and, and uh, do the do the, uh, the backstop and, and be that guy to, to, you know, run these pitchers. And he's the guy that does that so well. So, I mean, the offense to me doesn't matter at all. I think he's invaluable, you know, for these guys. And like you said, just those numbers that you were reading off there, I mean, he works these guys and he knows, uh, you know, 
how to make them successful, I think he's. Uh, I think he needs to stay. The, tell me if I'm making a bigger deal out of this than it really is. I am. Uh, I watched last night as the Red Sox clinched a division at Yankee Stadium, and that sucks. Yeah. And I've been petrified for weeks now that the Dodgers could clinch here at Chase Field. They're, right. they're the rival. I mean, we hate them. I mean, we do. We hate them. I mean, is it a big deal to players? Do players care about whether the Dodgers clinch here or not? Well, it's not. A, it's not the ideal situation. I don't think we saw what happened. You know, you know, a few years ago. Um, you know, obviously, not like it to happen here. Nobody likes to, you know, be the team that loses to let uh, you know a team into the playoffs, uh, and especially, you know, Arizona being that team for the Dodgers and seeing them celebrate on the field, nobody likes to see that. Um, so, I, yeah, I think, you know, they, I don't know if they know it yet, but, it, you know, that it could happen. But, yeah, that's that's not a good situation. All right, Webby, good stuff. Always good hearing your voice, seeing you on the TV. Uh, have a, a good rest of the season. I don't know if we'll talk to you again before the end of the season. Stay away from that ice cream up in the uh, lunchroom, okay? I'll try, guys. Stay away from that cold stone. <laughs> Thanks, Webby. We'll All talk right, to guys, you soon. Thanks. Brandon Webb, Cy Young Award winner with the Diamondbacks uh, on Fox Sports Arizona. I see him grab some ice cream every now and then. Who can turn that down, though? I, I mean, seriously. I caught him sneaking a cookie. <laughs> who, who can turn down the little uh, mini fridge in the press dining room stocked with cold stone ice cream so i go there they have Who's all supposed they, to they, say they, no to that they have the meals and everything and i always get a salad right i always make myself a salad and i get done with the salad and i'm like oh man it's like, and it's small it's not like a lot of ice cream so no. you don't you don't feel like you're that guilty yep it's just it's small it's like it's it's not that big caught you sneaking a little cookie so, yeah so yeah Gracie caught me a cookie. Yeah, I got a cookie. To you had an ice cream. See, that's the thing. You can't have the cookie in the Oh, no, cream. never do. Never do. But I was really disappointed more than anything because he took the cookie I wanted. <laughs> Gracie accused you on the radio of taking the cookie, and you're now telling me you didn't take the cookie? No, no. Are you I calling did. Gracie a liar? No, I, I did take the cookie. Oh, you just got sick, but you never eat the cookie. You say you just get the ice cream. Oh, great, no, great. like 99 out of 100 oh. times I just get... Oh, here we there go. There was one time I got a cookie. Here comes the question. Usually one, I just get a little... I have a salad. I got in a the salad. history of Diamondbacks baseball, you got a cookie and the ice cream, and Gracie happened to catch you doing it. No, the no, one time. No, I swear I never got both. I never did both. For the first time, I think, since I've known John Gambadori, he actually just told the truth. <laughs> When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, that was funny. When we come back on this Friday edition of the Burns and Gambo Show, unlike other seasons, nobody's waiting in the NFL. So when is it going to be the Cardinals' turn? We'll talk about that coming up on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Burns and Gambo talk Diamondbacks baseball with a D-backs broadcaster. The booth is powered by M-Drive, a Phoenix-based company supporting the home team. So support the home team and visit trymdrive.com today. With the fact check, I'm back, you back.